ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening from wherever you are around the world and across the globe. Welcome to season one, episode one. I am your host, Earth Song. Some know me as Citizen K, others just call me Kelly. Doesn't matter to me what you call me as long as it's not late for supper. <laughs> Welcome to the Beacon News, where we turn dark to light. And we are the beacons that guide you through the storm. Today's episode is about connecting some dots between NORAD, FEMA, binary star systems, false flags, the Great Awakening, what info warfare really looks like, and how it's all connected. War. That's a funny word, isn't it? It can sometimes be taken as derogatory, seen as a dirty term. Sometimes it's necessary for war. Much like chess, there are moves and counter moves. And we are definitely in war right now, ladies and gentlemen. We are in a very real spiritual war. And no, it has nothing to do with religion. So please stick with me. I'd like to begin by touching on another term, volunteers, also known as light workers. There are 144,000. There are 7 million, excuse me, there are 144,000 who have some level of knowing who they are, what they are, and what we can do collectively. So they also know why they're here. They remember coming back. There are 7 million light workers in total. We came here in a large group this time for this event that we would all come to know as the Great Awakening. It is our job, the 144,000, to seek out the, the remaining 7 million and catch them up to speed so that they too can assist collectively in what we are about to experience and understand better what we are experiencing currently and then later help everyone else catch up to speed. I learned early in life that reincarnation is very real. Now, I bring this up because it's important to understand that in order to wrap your mind around the idea and the fact that there are volunteers that are here now for this time. You see, when I was almost 18 years old, my father, who was basically my biggest guru uh, of a physical person in real life, taught me very well, taught me lots of Zen, and he said to me on his deathbed when I was only almost 18, that if his calculations were correct, he would be back with me in 10 years. Now, as a young girl, I didn't want to hear that, of course, especially because he had helped me to hone my abilities, my psi abilities, and understand the things that I came here knowing so well that he actually knew that we can heal ourselves and others. 
So I really wanted him to fight for his life and to heal himself. Rather, he chose to leave the body he was in and come back to a new one. Well, time went on and years passed by and life continued for me after my father passed away. I never really thought a second time about what he had said to me that day until I had had my fourth child and she was two, in between two and three years old. And one beautiful summer evening, I was sitting in the kitchen with her father and she was running around the house playing with her other three siblings. And she suddenly decided she needed to run down the hallway come to the kitchen where I was at, climb up on my lap, beaming with the biggest smile I've ever seen, threw her tiny little hands on each side of my face as she said to me, I used to be your father and you used to sit on my lap just like this. And she threw her little tiny arms around my neck and just squeezed me as tight as she could, which is exactly the way my father used to hug me. We called it bear hugs. He would give us really tight hugs. She hugged me the same way. It startled me for her to say that, to say the least. So I sat her down and I said, okay, go play. And I sent her on her way. Meanwhile, her father is looking at me, seeing that I'm as pale as a sheet, needing an explanation. Why did she say that? And why did it scare you so bad? Well, it wasn't that it scared me. It just shocked me. It's not what I ever expected to hear. And I sat down and I did the math. My fourth child was born nine years and five months after my dad's passing. Now, if you know anything about numerology and how to convert the numbers to letters and words, you'll understand that nine means I and five is am, I am. Nine years and five months later, my dad was telling me I am here. <laughs> and I am right. And yeah, we are so much more than we were ever led to believe. So I needed to share that story with you in order for you to understand that volunteers are very real. I've known my whole life that I came here as a volunteer. I would tell my parents when I was a very small child before even going to public school, I would say to them, I want to go home and I would point to the beautiful blue sky. I want to go home. And I wasn't referring to heaven. I was referring to a planet in the Pleiadian star system also known as the Seven Sisters, a planet called Tigetta, where I knew I came here from. I remembered it vividly. I remembered the red trees and the beautiful maroon moss and grasses growing across the land. I remembered who I was there and that I didn't die to come here. I volunteered. And I came through a wormhole. I just didn't have the words to articulate that yet at a very young age. But the memories were there. I also told my parents 
that something really grand was going to happen in my late 40s that people would come to know as the Great Awakening. And I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew that's the term they would use. There were several terms that I was to remember. We are who we've been waiting for is one of them. And the Great Awakening, of course. And many others that I'll share with you as we go down this rabbit hole on this part of the journey. So I needed you to understand first that volunteers are actually souls that have reincarnated from various places, not necessarily even from Earth, not this time around anyway. So what is the awakening? The awakening is when veils are lifted and truths are unfolding. It's about us taking back our God-given power and our God-given right. You're a co-creator. I'm a co-creator. We have free will. The free will has been manipulated for thousands of years since the last turn of an age, actually, because all of this is cyclical. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the term age of Aquarius, or golden age. And that is exactly where we are now. We're in that era. We're in that age. Astrologically speaking, philosophically speaking, historically speaking. Many of the ancients knew. They knew that and so much more. They tried to leave it for us in codexes, cuneiform texts, on rock petroglyphs, so on and so forth. The Sumerians knew. The ancient peoples of India knew. The ancient, ancient peoples of Egypt knew. And Asia as a whole. Mesopotamia, Australia, the Maya, the Hopi, the Dogon tribe, all Native American cultures. And the list goes on and on. They knew of the Great Awakening. They knew that we would come up, up, upon a time where we would find ourselves at a crossroad, where timelines are collapsing, and it's down to just two. And we choose, do we take the high road that we've never traveled? Or do we stay on the low road that's easier and more familiar? So as I said, all of this is cyclical with many factors at play right now. And I do not tell you these things to scare you. In fact, it's just the opposite. I tell you these things because knowledge is power. And if you truly understand why, what, when, and how, you can take back your power. And collectively, we can change literally anything. So it's cyclical. We have a binary star system that we were never taught that we live in, possibly even trinary. There is evidence to prove it. Much evidence. We'll begin with the perturbations of the outer planets that are so large 
there has to be something out there much larger than them that creates the perturbation. Then I'll continue to inform you that all of those outer planets have already had their own global warming and pole shift because the binary star was out closer to them as it came in on its elliptical orbit toward our main star that we call the sun or soul. We're now in a position where it's coming up from the southern areas of the sun where people are catching photographs of it. Telescopes are most definitely observing it. As a matter of fact, as a researcher, as an anon, I did a lot of digging on this. Several years ago, I started. Two and a half years ago, right before Corona, this is actually what we were researching the heaviest. Because all of the telescopes, all of the observatories that we had been watching, that were doing live feeds for the public to see, suddenly started being taken offline. Simultaneously, starting with the one in Los Alamos. That one in particular, we had connections that went there to see firsthand what was taking place. In their research and digging, they discovered that all of the employees that worked there had been sent home and had been forced to sign the NDAs or the gag orders. All of the computer information, files, etc., had been removed by alphabet agencies in SUVs. It was all quarantined off with local police who would not allow anyone up near the buildings or the observatory itself. And so we had devised that this must mean they really saw a close approach of our binary star, also known as a dwarf star. It has no light of its own, but the closer it gets to our sun, it will glow like a smaller sun or like a very large planet in the sky in the Southern hemisphere of the sun. As I said, many people have already photographed it. It is visible. This is part of the reason for all of the cloud seeding that is going on right now, the weather manipulation. It's partially to cover that up so that you can't see it and notice it so well. There's a reason for that and I'll get to it in a little while. <clears throat> so in the process of this binary star passing through our neck of the woods, is the reason for the ancients writing about it. Because the ancients, though they were wiser than modern human, still didn't all embrace the knowledge and the wisdom of who they really are or were and what they could do to not be at the mercy of the many solar system that would be traveling with the binary star as it passes, complete with comets, asteroids, meteors, so on and so forth. So pole shifts do happen. Some merely magnetic, others are physical, where you have Earth crustal displacement, as Hatfield wrote about and studied, as well as Einstein. 
there will be an, a solar event that takes place because of the close proximity of binary star uh, binary stars to one another. Not only will the larger star create a slingshot effect where the dwarf star will catapult around it very quickly once it gets very close, but they will also have an interaction, a war of their own, if you will, where they'll be exchanging solar flares back and forth, which is part of the reason why uh, NASA and JPL and others study and monitor the solar flares so closely as well, in case they couldn't see the binary star. They also had released what they called iris that sees an infrared and only spots the dwarf binary stars. They launched it in early 2011 and it was supposed to run for at least two years with live feed and information that the public could obtain from what they were seeing. In October of 2011, that project was shut down and still to this day, there is no information on what they found, but it's very clear and obvious to all of us who are paying attention, they found what they were looking for. Otherwise they wouldn't have scrapped the project and wasted all of that money. It's still operational today. It's still out there in orbit today. We're just not allowed to know what's happening with it. To back up my claims, I'll just remind you that, again, NASA knows, and they wrote about it in several articles that were in newspaper print back in 1984, 94, and 2004, each time shockingly claiming that this planetary body that they were seeing in the furthest reaches of our solar system was much closer, traveling much faster, and was definitely much larger than they had previously thought. Mind you, the size of this binary star would be at least four times the size of Jupiter, if not 10. My estimates, it's about 10. <coughs> Excuse me. So as we go on in our research, I discovered that Yes, in fact, these cataclysms did happen on planet Earth in these appropriate cycled amounts of time. Noah's flood, Atlantis sinking, Krakatoa, where Crete was basically annihilated. All of these things add up on the timeline. Not to mention that there's also been funding and research done on the ice core samples, studying the temperatures of the water in the oceans and the current to monitor the um, poles and their fluctuations or influx rather, as well as tree ring samples and several other ways to uh, test this hypothesis to see if in fact the binary star is what caused all of these cataclysms on planet Earth in our past, including pole shifts. And yes, indeed it is. It is the catalyst for all of it. And again, I don't tell you this to create fear. 
I tell you this to create strength and empowerment within you. Because again, if you bear with me, I really can help you to understand how we can stop that part. Or at least alter it greatly to our benefit. The elite know, all of the alphabet agencies know, FEMA knows, and NORAD knows. Shortly after the observatories were shut down in January of 2020, there was a military command center set up within the mountain of Colorado at the NORAD, NORAD command. This is our continuity of government plan. You see, yes, the military is in fact in charge for more reasons than just an election being stolen. So many more reasons. Just like when Corona happened, which was a false flag, by the way, that was allowed to go through when some improvisions were created for it. Because yes, we knew of that too beforehand. Um, and I say we because I personally knew that it would happen. But all of that was allowed to play out for multiple reasons. Because again, this is like chess moves and counter moves. So NORAD was set up, Corona was set free and people were told don't go outside. And for every household, to obtain face masks. I think they allowed the face mask part to happen for the just in case of the binary star stuff because they knew that everyone was gonna get the best kind they could if it was possible, which is what would be necessary for several different types of cataclysms that could happen within our planet. So as I was saying, FEMA also knew, and they put a plan into place back in 2009 that you can find on their website, fema.gov, called the Carrington Event. For my tri-state area alone, they have 700,000 biodegradable body bags and another 350,000 approximately underwater body, body bags ready to go along with mylar blankets, food, water supplies, et cetera, and so on. And I actually have firsthand account of this as well uh, to an extent because I witnessed FEMA trucks backing into an empty abandoned cave in a small rural town 30 minutes from me where they are now warehousing supplies for this area. They're all corridored off with concrete and steel and guarded heavily. All of this is real, but it isn't to be feared because again, there are things we can do about it. There is hope. Now, as I was saying, there's been false flags, coronavirus, monkeypox, Mandela effects due to tampering with timelines, Many of you are familiar with Yellow Cube, Black Box, Alice. 
and a looking glass. There's also remote viewers. I mean, we have it all, right? So they've all known, the elite governments, the militaries around the world have all known for a very long time that we are in this system and that it does pose a danger. The elite have bunkers. Many people have bunkers. And they know that timelines are collapsing down to just one. We often speak of cognitive dissonance that seems to be everywhere. Before long, we won't have that. It'll either be their way or ours, our views, you know, our timeline. It's up to all of us, the people, the human souls of this planet, and our free will choices to decide which timeline we will be on together, collectively. When the pulse shift happened, and as we travel in our cyclical travels through the Milky Way, we enter into what's called the dark rift. Einstein even wrote a, a, a whole paper on this where he surmised that the further into the dark rift we go and the more solar flares bombard the planet and as our shields go down around the earth as well, it will first force merge our right and left hemisphere of our brain. Basically saying, we will all become very psychic. And if you didn't know before that you could be psychic, you suddenly will be knowing. Hence the reason that so many people are awakening now. Because as that merger begins to happen, it's a slow process. And you start seeing truths. And veils begun, become lifted. And then you have the eyes to see. And the ears to hear. Right? So Einstein wrote about it. Hapgood wrote about it. Some of our greatest minds have looked at all of this very closely. And this is the main reason why Q and everyone else says nothing can stop what is coming. The Great Awakening will happen. It is the inevitable. We will all wake up. But it's our free will choice and our God-given right to choose. Do we have the age of Aquarius? Or do we live in Mad Max beyond Thunderdome? with a zombie apocalypse. The choice really is up to us. A lot of people are going to feel like they have no control. They have no choice. They have no say when these things begin to happen. But if you know ahead of time who you are and what you can do, what you really truly can do, then you're empowered. And you have a little time to practice and apply the scientific method the way that I do, as I learned. Which is quite fun, actually. Testing your hypothesis. So they keep you busy, you see. They keep you busy with information overload, chasing one story after the other, rather than you looking within and being still or learning pertinent information on how to survive what's coming and or how to control it. 
and who you really are. That's where I come in. It's my job to teach you. Mine and 143,000 other people. None of us wanted to be a reluctant Messiah. That's not what this is about. We may be trying to finish Jesus's message that you are just like his 12 disciples and you can go off in all directions and do the same great works and more. But we can't have a religion created from it. We can't have a, a guru or some type of all-empowered leader or antichrist. It can't be like that. No. In order for you to know that it's not any of those trickery ways, you had to come in a large group. And there's power in numbers. Remember that, guys. There's power in numbers. Collectively, we can change the world. Collectively, we can take back control. Collectively, we are who we've been waiting for. There are plenty of whistleblowers coming forward now. And yes, I am one of them. Together, we will turn dark to light. And on this journey, we are all here to awaken to our inner truths. We walk the same path, yet no two stories are ever the same. We are connected as one through our collective consciousness. Although every single sacred soul is individually beautiful and unique. And yes, you are beautiful, even if you don't feel like it or no one tells you. I deeply honor your soul energy. This path is definitely challenging. But you've been put here at this very moment because of your courage and your strength. And I'm here to help you remember that. It's all for the greater good of humanity and our precious Mother Earth. Ascension means changing us to change the future timeline. One where our children and their children will know a world of harmony and balance and true wisdom. We pave the way for all here on earth for all creations of life. It truly is very special. With all of our intentions set together for love, respect, peace, harmony, and balance, good will prevail. And I want to personally thank you for being a part of the greatest story of truth and unity that will be told by future generations for eons to come. Tune in for episode two next week, where we'll delve deeper into some of these topics and see where the rabbit holes lead us. You can visit me at earthsonglovecraft.com for a censorship-free forum and learning more about the self. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and joining me. Good night.